This is Reggie ATL Sports Talk with Eugene Morton coming to you from the lovely city of Atlanta. And this is our first 2020 show here. Eugene, how was your 2019? It is crazy. It It goes by pretty fast, especially when you get older like we are. It goes by pretty, pretty quickly. It was good. It was good. You know, we had a new welcome to new baby into the world, right? Very nice. nice. Little, and, new little Morton in the world. And it was, and it was also nice to know, you know what? I'm done. Don't need any more after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does your wife know? Are you and your wife on oh, the yeah, same no, page? No. no, we're on the same page. We, we had, we always said we're going to, we're going to play man on man defense. No zone defense. And this is in this family. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, my year wasn't nearly as big as that. I mean, it was a pretty good year, though. Pretty solid when I'm looking for an even better 2020 here. And as we get to the end of the year, we are at the end of our NFL season. And more importantly than that, I feel like we have to touch on the show uh, or start the show touching on the legacy of David Stern. Um, David Stern, in my opinion, was one of the better commissioners that we had uh, that we've ever had. Now I put David Stern in the Paul Tagliabue, Pete Roselle, uh, of the, you know, who are uh, legendary NFL commissioners. I put him in that, that category. Um, he started in 1984. I want to say, uh, which there is an excellent documentary on that 1984 draft. I think anybody, any basketball fan should watch those basketball documentaries are always pretty good. But, um, the one on the 1984 draft is fabulous. I suggest anybody watch it. I think that was Stern's first year starting. What a start to a great yep. career. Um, you know, it, it, the the growth that the league experienced during his tenure was amazing. It went from, he went through that period of the 70s where it was horrible. Then Magic and Bird came in and saved the league in like 80 or so. And um, he came in at the start of the Jordan era and a lot of legendary players that were in that 84 draft um, started their, they all kind of started their careers together and the growth was unparalleled uh, during his tenure, you know, and you know, what's crazy about this is you always know how good you are when somebody has to take over for you. And this was a situation. uh, Adam Stern has done an excellent Excellent job take or not Adam Stern, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Yeah, did an excellent you. job of taking over for David uh when he took over for David Stern. It was kind of like a Steve Jobs, Tim Cook handoff type situation where you get a, a legendary oh a legendary figure, and the person that replaces him might not be as legendary as that figure, but they do a very solid job. You know, Tim Cook's done a very solid job at Apple since uh Steve Jobs died. And uh, Adam Silver's done a very solid, good, uh, solid job as commissioner since he took over from David Stern. Uh, I didn't think it was possible, but um, the NBA world lost a, a a great figure here this week. What were your thoughts on it when you first heard the news? I mean, it's not like it came overnight, so it's not like um, he was like fifty or something, you know. And it was a no, no. super I mean, surprise, but still, still a surprise. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I was just like, because I was looking looking it up last night, just to make some notes, and just going, he did that, he did that. I mean, just looking at everything he did, he did. I mean, what I'm always gonna just always remember him, or just kind of remember him by from is just the equality. I mean, if you look from league to league, to league. I mean, it's amazing to me that the the NBA and the NFL and the and MLB is, is just there. I think they're well, NFL just is the worst about this. Mm-hmm. But as far as like just 
you know, you have female coaches now coming up. They're, we're gonna, you know, the NBA is gonna have some sooner or later. Right, we've been seeing NBA a, a, uh, female refs uh, in right. the NBA for quite some time. So, and the and then also NBA, and there's there's minority coaches, there's minority owners, there's minority GMs, and the cool thing about it is a lot of them are former players. So this whole mystique about oh, they can't, this person can't be in, in charge because he's a player, and it's just, or this person can't do this because you know they were they were they were in the league too long. It's like you know, you have one of the best NBA players as a or former NBA player, as an owner in Michael Jordan. I mean, I mean, obviously right. it's, so it's just, it's just neat. Like that you, these guys that had given back to the league so much, and now they are, you know, in, embedded in the league now, you know, they're either it's their coaching or it just, that to me is really neat. It's like you have hall of famers as players, as coaches like Jason Kidd, he's an assistant coach with, with the Lakers. Right. It's just, you don't see that in other leagues. And I think that's, that speaks to, Hey, these guys want to stick around. You know, they, that that's, you know, they want to be a part of this. Some, you know, whether it's coaching, whether it's ownership, whether it's GM, I mean, Elton brand is the, he's the GM for the, for the uh, 76ers. I mean, it's just those little things like that. It's just, I think that's really cool you don't see that in a lot of other sports and you know, you, it's like, Oh, I rem- you can remember these guys when you watch them play and now they're part of the front office or they're part of coaching or, or now the ownership. It's just, I remember Larry bird, same thing. He was, he went back to Indiana. It's just, those things I just think is, it's amazing. And that I think it's a testament to him as well. It's like, they want to stick around because they were treated so well. And and by the NBA and by you know by the league, yeah, I can and then they want to get back. I think that's I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and he it it's crazy because when you look at the story of the NBA, it cannot be told without David Stern, and that's not necessarily. A lot of people might think that that's obvious because he's commissioner, but it's not always obvious because sometimes you'll have a commissioner of a sport and they're not. Like David Stern was monumental for basketball. If if you're a casual fan and you didn't know who David Stern was, he was monumental for the sport. Like his would he he transformed the sport from um into the showtime, you know, the uh, sport that it is now. You know, he helped right. the, the the proliferation of the worldwide presence that we have now. David Stern helped to to uh start that. That's why bas- basketball is so popular in some of these countries where football is not really been able to get a hold to, or, or take a take a hold of it at all or catch on and basketball in these same countries are being competed at the highest level in the Olympics in the, in the Olympics and basketball champ, worldwide championships now due to the um, overtures that this David Stern made during the 80s you know in the 80s and 90s during his tenure there he made sure that basketball was um, being played around the world not just yeah. uh, it, it became a worldwide sport during his tenure, not just a, um, a national pastime. And I feel like you, you, people should just take a moment if you don't know. And if you like basketball, if you don't like if you don't like sports, then it's not really gonna matter. But if you like basketball, take a moment and uh, look into David Stern and his contributions. At least owed that because uh, they were monumental to the sport. Um, let's move on here to the NFL. The end season is over with. Here we are uh, sitting here January 2020, and we're kind of doing our autopsy on the season here. We'll see what happened at certain t- with certain teams and 
did any team surprise you? When you look at the teams that are in the playoffs, uh, for me personally, there aren't any glaring surprises. A lot of these teams that are in the playoffs were contending teams the past few years. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. none of these teams are like just outright scrubs. And then they were right. good. Now you have Tennessee. Tennessee looks better, but let's not forget Tennessee's had a 97 record the last three years. They've had winning records, um, but they look very good this year. So maybe that's something different. Maybe that's something different for me. How good teams are looking, how good Lamar Jackson looks like. I expected Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to be good. They were good at the end of last year. They gave no indication that they were going to be bad. I didn't know he's going to be this good, um, this fast. I would have thought yeah, coming into this year, last year to this year, right. winning the division. Winning the division and <laughs> number one, I think the number one seed overall. Number one seed. Yep. You got to come to our house to be, if you're going to the Super Bowl. Amazing. Amazing. So now that we are here, is there anything about the season that surprised you then that we find ourselves that at the end of it? I mean, I was, I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I, I, I mean, from my homer pick, I mean, I was surprised that the Falcons didn't at least make it to the playoffs. I think they, they are a playoff caliber team. They may not have been a Super Bowl team, but I feel like they were at least a, a, a playoff team. And they, you know, they didn't play like it in the beginning of the year, but they definitely played like it in the end of the year. So I'm just kind of disappointed in that. Of course. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know I probably didn't pick them to go, but I was still, you know, in, inside of me, I was still kind of hoping they would make it to the playoffs. You know, because I just thought that roster is just there's just too much talent. I thought on that on that roster, not to at least offensively. I know defensively, they've injuries have kind of plagued them the last couple of years. But man, that, that I was really and I'm kind of excited to see. I hope they. I'm kind of glad they brought back like Quinn and the and the coaching staff. I think you know. So, I think so you're right glad move. we kept Quinn. I I think so. I mean, at the end, like you said, I mean if they had played like they were at the beginning of the year, like the rest of the year, then it makes sense. But they played with a sense of urgency the whole the rest of the year. And, and and it just wasn't all on Matt Ryan to win the games. And I think that helps. Like he he needs help. You know, you can't you can't expect him to go out there every single get game and win it for you. So he got the help and I and I think and I think it was you know, kudos for Quinn to step step away. Like, you know what? I can't be the head coach and do the defense at the same time. And it was, I think that's, that speaks volumes for a head coach. Cause you know, they all have like, like a lot of us, we have egos. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when you're a head coach, you have even a bigger ego. Right. And to say, you know what? I'm not doing this right. And, and he, when he handed over the reins and you could see they were five and two coming down the stretch and, and they held opponents, uh, you know, under the yards went down for passing in rushing yards for their whole opponents under that. So the defense got better team got better. So yeah, no, I, I, again, if they had just went total crap the rest of the year, get rid of them, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they kept them. I, um, I don't feel either way anyway about that. I, if we had gotten rid of them, I wouldn't have necessarily shed any tears if no. we had, um, if we keep him, my own, the only thing I wanted was to make sure we keep him for the entire year. Right. We make these decisions, better teams in general, make these decisions in the off season. Either we're keeping them or we're moving on. Um, if we're keeping them, we're keeping them all 16 games next year. Let's just make sure that we do that. I'm not a I fan agree. of, of this uh, coach has a bad year. Let's get rid of him. Look at like, let, let's take a second here and look at what's going on in Cleveland. 
You know, we'll we'll do oh. we'll do a um a segue here. We'll do we'll we'll talk about Cleveland real quick. And what's going on over there? Who would want to coach in a city where you, you might only get one year to coach? Freddie Kitchens, whether we think Freddie Kitchens was right for the job or not, I think any coach should have two years. Any coach should. Like you saw how the the year Flores was having down in Miami. Horrible year, right? I never once yeah. said to fire the guy. I've yeah. never once all year did I say fire him. He's got one. He's he's been there one year. Uh, I in all in all honesty, I think it takes a two to three year easily to turn a, a crappy team around, especially one that's not a strong franchise in general. Like I would never worry about the Steelers if they had a, a bad year. I would never worry about some of these better teams just having a bad year because the franchises are good. The franchises are sound. When you're Cleveland and you had so much dysfunction on so many levels, it's hard to imagine that somebody could come in there and turn that thing around in one calendar year. Yeah. You know, I I don't see how you do. How do you turn around? This is a team that uh, hasn't had a winning season in a decade. In a decade. A decade. In a decade. (laughs) So you now uh, you get a new guy in here. You think he's going to turn all that around in one year? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. So yeah. and now uh, the Baylor, did you hear that they were going up to the Baylor coach and he, he declined to be interviewed with them? I would so too. The, I would know? too. Who wants to coach? <laughs> like now here's the thing that Cleveland will always have going for it. And, and well, any sports franchise will always have going for it is Cleveland is one of what? 32 job, jobs in the NFL It's only yep. 32 coaching jobs. So you'll always have a candidate. You'll always have somebody willing to work that job because it's only 32 jobs. Cleveland has the benefit of being in the NFL, despite being an absolute dumpster fire of a franchise. They have the benefit of being in the NFL. What being in the NFL gets you is people who are going to want to coach your team no matter what, because they want an NFL coaching job, no matter what they're using. Maybe they're using it for a stepping stone themselves. What Cleveland is going to run into is they cannot get a quality coach there. You're not going to be able to get a guy who's got choices there. If you got choices to go to one or two franchises, why would you ever choose Cleveland? Why would you ever choose Cleveland? They're, they've just, just fired their coach. They just fired their coach. Their coach has been there one year. Maybe he was good. Maybe he wasn't. But there wasn't a whole lot of taking up for him throughout the year, you know, um, by management. No. So I feel like if you have a team like that, if I'm the owner, I put my arm around a coach and I'm, I'm not letting go for three years. I'm just going to, I'm going to ride and, and die with this guy because what you can do, at least you might not win games. Okay. But what you can at least do is show that, Hey, we are now turning the corner and we're a stable franchise. We're stabilizing over here. We're not just letting guys in and we're not, it's not a revolving door. We're not just letting guys in and out of here. We have the same front office. We got the same coach and we've had the same front office and coach for three or four years, no matter what the result is. Stick in there, stay in there because it's hard to do. You see, Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank's a great owner, in my opinion. I know him a little bit partial because he's the Falcons, but he's a good owner. He's a good owner. And you know what good owners don't do? And Arthur didn't do all year. He didn't listen to the noise. And there was a lot of noise coming from the city to fire Dan Quinn. There was a lot of noise to fire Dan Quinn. Great owners don't do not listen to the fans. Don't listen to the fans. Don't listen to us. Because fans are irrational. We're fanatics. We're irrational. You can't 
have their your the state of your franchise changing radically every 12 to 16 months or so. Because think about what business can operate like that, where you've got everything changing in a matter of like uh, a year and a half, complete turnover. So I don't know. I think that the Browns will definitely find a coach, of course. Somebody's going to be coaching the Browns. I don't think any of these marquee names, I think they can kiss goodbye. Uh, maybe they get some a guy in there who's not proven, and the Browns can be his proven ground. Like, you can go in there. Because the thing is, for any coach that does happen to take the Browns job, it is an NFL job, right? And also, think about, you'll be a legend in that city if you go in there and turn that thing around. You'll be a legend. You will own that town. <laughs> <laughs> Come out and have like a nine win season, nine to ten game win season. If you it's do that, you're gonna nine. own it. You're gonna own the town, man. Well, remember they were seven eight seven eight and one last year. You thought they had won the Super Bowl, so right, right. So here's, that that, that so seven eight one got Freddie Kitchen tired. Yep, yeah. So, um, and Mark. So they so Mike McCarthy's been linked to them, and uh, Urban Meyer's been linked to them as well. So. I don't see Urban if if they do get Urban Meyer's because of the Ohio State situation yeah. in my opinion if i'm over meyer and i'm just sitting back in my cushy commentating job looking around scoping out the league if i jump back in it would have to be a dallas cowboy type situation i need yeah, you to have a, a custom yep. built team ready to go for me and a, yep. and a great organization the cowboys job versus the browns job come on now come on you're taking that cowboys job 100 times out of 100 unless you just really Absolutely. love some cleveland so I think if you're Urban Meyer, you wait for one of those jobs. I'm not coming out yeah. of the booth to go coach the Browns. No, no, I'm, I'm coaching. <laughs> I'm coming out with a team that I can just tune. I can just add some things in coaching wise, and because I'm sorry, the Cowboys to me, that's another disappointing team. Obviously, underperforming, they, they right? Underperformed all year. So, and with that roster again, the, I, I agree. That's the team I would want to because there's just so many things that need to be fixed in Cleveland. But I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to have a coach and we'll do this show oh, again yeah. closer to the football season starting and it'll be hope springing eternal again in Cleveland. And um, last year, which got to be one of the most disappointing things about the Browns is that last year, last summer had to be one of the most exciting summers for them in recent history and definitely in recent memory for us. I mean, for me, because it's like they haven't had that much excitement coming into a season in quite some time. And they finished their previous season on a high. They had a quarterback they loved. They added OBJ. They thought everything was going to be fabulous. And the Browns had a lot of primetime games and people thought they were turned, they had turned a corner. And then they just ended up being yep. the Browns. Yep. They ended up being, <laughs> exactly. They, they were the team we thought they were going to be. So yeah. It sucks. I, yeah, and then the thing is, it's like you I just you look at that you look at that offense on paper, and then they got Hunt back in the beginning. I'm mean, sorry, middle of the didn't year. Even like, you had, I didn't even notice it. I didn't even notice him coming he, back. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was like one of the main guys was Kansas City last year. You couldn't have told me. You couldn't have told me he was on the team. I would have never known. Is oh, it something in the water didn't. there, man? Like you go to Cleveland, you got to think about it. Belichick was there, right? And Belichick leaves Cleveland and becomes one of the best coaches of all time. Um. OBJ is face of the league, one of the faces of the league. He comes into Cleveland, disappears. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Kareem Hunt was that guy. 
before his suspension, he comes into Cleveland. He's on a milk carton, disappears. I don't know where he's at. Yeah. Um, maybe something is in the water there, man. I don't know. Everything to that franchise points to dysfunction. I I don't know. I don't know really what it is. I'm not sure what it takes for a team to turn the corner after losing for a decade. Um, I definitely do think it starts at the head coach and GM. They kept John Dorsey for more than a year, so I'm not necessarily knocking that situation. But um, continuity, man, continuity. Your better franchises are going to have it. And uh, I think they could at least do that. Cleveland could at least do that. They could at least hire somebody and keep them for two or three years. You could at least do that. There should be no yeah. um, there should be no expectation of this team coming in and making the playoffs. You hope they make the playoffs, but let's have a winning season first. Let's just start by crawling. Yeah. Yeah. Just try just well, yeah, fix your offensive line. Get like I said, get more than a more than a year commitment, right? It's gonna take more than a two year commitment. You I gotta, think so too, because you can't turn I, around a decade of dysfunction in a year or two. No. You've got to just get that out of there. And like you said, like you said, start small. I mean, there was so much there was so much hype. I heard so much. We, yeah, playoff contenders. Players. Playoff, Super Bowl. They could, you know, there was actually Super Bowl odds for them last year. It's like, come on. It's like, guys, they went 7 8 1 the year before. I'm sorry. Man, that, I was drinking around. the Kool Aid too, Eugene. I drank it. Yeah. You know, I had Baker in my fantasy team. Sank my I, hopes. We all, hey, I, and I can't. I can't knock anybody because I was drinking that Kool-Aid too. I thought they were going to be with that, that offense that all those weapons. You thought they're going to be great and they should have been great. But again, they still need an offensive line and they need a better coach. And so I'm not, I'm not going to knock Baker. I mean, I know there's a lot of Baker haters out there, but I want to see him with a good coach. So if Mike, like if a Mike McCarthy or Urban Meyer gets there. It's interesting. It's, it's an interesting it's, job for Mike a, McCarthy. I don't necessarily, um, if I'm Mike McCarthy, you mean, I guess you think about it. I mean, you have a name already coming in. I don't know how bad a Cleveland Browns going to really hurt your name because you're coming in with a better name than they have. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, and they need like, I, I think he'd be perfect because he needs he need someone to steady that ship. I think he's a perfect coach for that. And he's got, he's a good, he's an offensive guru. So that would help too. So, I mean, I like him as, I like him as that pick. So, but we'll see him. Like you said, it's going to be, it's got to be heart wrenching to be a Cleveland Browns fan. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. I'll tell you one person is very happy about this. This is be Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson is be very excited about this. Baker was talking all that crap to him. Now Hugh Jackson should have been fired a long time ago. Yeah, when he was in Cleveland. I felt like his he that was a coach that only needed like two years. I think they gave him like three, and he had a abysmal record. So, um, but you got to be laughing now. And another person is really laughing is Marvin Lewis. You know, Marvin Stephen A. In first take has called for Marvin Lewis is not necessarily his firing, but I feel like he should have been dismissed from his job. Uh, the last maybe three to four years that he was in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati was hesitant to do that because they remember what Mar- Cincinnati looked like before Marvin Lewis. Now Marvin Lewis got there and he steadied the ship. He made Cincinnati at least a respectable team. They weren't ever, oh, yeah. they were only playoff contenders a couple times when Palmer was there and Ocho Cinco at the height of their powers. Uh, but when, uh, when Marvin Lewis was there, they were at least respectable. Marvin Lewis is not there and they're abysmal. Um, so uh, those got to be two guys sitting back and um, sipping some tea right now and 
feeling uh feeling like I don't know it, it maybe not everybody's as vindictive as, as I am in this situation. I don't I don't necessarily wish my ex is bad. I don't want them to be doing better. Yeah. I don't wish if I leave a company, I don't wish that the company goes out of business, but I don't want that company to have record earnings the year that I leave. Um basically what it says is that you were you were never needed. So uh, Marvin Lewis more than Hugh Jackson's Hugh Jackson's tenure was absolutely horrible. Uh, that was just bad. Marvin Lewis has definitely got to be uh, sitting back and 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 laughing here. So anything laugh next year because they're gonna get they're getting I mean this year they're getting the number one pick. So yeah, and and I'm interested to see how that hap- how that works out. Like you know they Cincinnati's not a dysfunctional team like the Browns are, and I would be interested to see how that works out too. Like you you never know that that could turn their fortunes around. Um, outside looking in, they like they need more than just a quarterback. They didn't really look great from from several parts uh, on several uh, parts of the game. But Joe Mixon came on towards the end of the year. He's looking very good towards the end of the year. I yep. feel like Mixon finished pretty strong. And if you add, I don't know if AJ Green has come back or what his situation was. I'm not sure if he played all year. Um, if AJ Green comes back, Joe Mixon comes in and Burrow is what you think he'll be, then it'll be a nice combination. Definitely interesting team to watch, if nothing else. Yeah, that's a, that would be the thing. They, I could see them getting, I see them getting back to, you know, like being a relevant team before I see Cleveland. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You, abs- now, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> no-brainer. Right. Listen, you have to, you can't, Cleveland's giving you no reason to believe otherwise. They've given you no reason to believe otherwise. So, I mean, that, that that's I, I am definitely one hundred percent with you there. With the teams that yeah. are in the playoffs, uh, any surprises with them? I'm not surprised about Jimmy G, but I'm starting to turn the corner to Jimmy G looking like he is going to be a respectable player. I was always wary of him sample size wise. It was always sample size with him more so than um, his actual talent. It was like, yo, you played like four games, and you got a hundred million dollar contract. So it was always something like that is the issue I yeah. had with him. He's looking like he's moving past the game manager into what I call the franchise QB. A franchise QB is not exactly a QB that's going to take you over. Like I feel like Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. I don't know if he's going to win you games without a, a team around him. And the same thing right. for Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G's moving from the I don't know guy into the franchise QB guy for me. He's looking to the yeah. guy where if you miss like Kirk Cousins, you're in Minnesota. Uh, whatever you think about Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins happens to get hurt, and they have to run out their backup in Minnesota, I think you'll see how much they they will miss Kirk Cousins. And I feel like the same thing would be true for San Francisco. Now, Jimmy G, of course, is a higher ceiling than Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins has been in the league for a long time. We know what he is. And it's kind of like, um, he's great. I think that he's a good QB. I think he, he needs pieces around him. And with those, are, there aren't pieces around Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he will ever be the guy to take you over the hump. Jimmy G has a higher ceiling than that. Jimmy G can be that guy, but it still has remained to be seen. Like I need to see you do it um, multiple times at the highest level, but he has a higher ceiling than Kirk Cousins and looking like he has made uh, some strides this year towards becoming a, um, a star franchise QB. That's kind of like the next tier in my, in my tier of QBs here. Um, Yeah. I mean, they're like, they, they've got to be, if not the or one of the favorites to come out of the NFC, I mean they. I like that defense. They, you know, the defense, defense I like is so good. I like they got they're hitting everything's on all levels. Let's, let's, think, let's talk about the 49ers. Uh John Lynch, GM, Shanahan, uh, you know former 
OC, legendary OC here in, in Atlanta, but legendary OC in general in the league. Um, you got a two great player, two great players that I will, will name Sherman and Bosa, but there's more than two players on that defense. But um, two stars on that defense. You have Garoppolo who's ascending on your offense. You have um, a, one of the top two or three tight ends in the league. They have all, a lot of pieces here to make them a uh, set them up for a decent run here in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. Still looking at it on, on paper. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to call these games. We have who's playing on Saturday. So Saturday, you've got the the Bills and the Texans are your 435 game. And you got Titans Texans. and Patriots and are your fifteen game. Titans are at the Patriots. So, of course, now um, I would have to say that I feel like uh, I am going to go Texas here. But I don't feel good about that pick. But that's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Is there Vegas odds on these games? Uh, I don't see any Vegas odds on these games yet. I'm pretty sure there is. I think it was. Um, what is it? Hang on. I thought I saw it. Yeah, because I'm interested to see. Let's see what Vegas thinks. Vegas odds. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I trust. I trust Watson more than I trust um, Allen. Right, and you know they also get uh, what to call it back. Um, they gonna get JJ Watt back. Oh, it's uh, minus two and a half for the Bills. I see. I see. Yep. So the the Bills are, are already uh, two and a half point dogs to the Texans anyway. Hmm. Okay. And I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna go with Vegas there. I'm gonna go with Vegas. Titans are t- five point underdogs to the Patriots. What do you think about that? I'm just not. I just don't think teams fear the Patriots anymore. They don't. Well, there's nothing. To, that's because you, the listen. Is, the Patriots are that wounded lion that's been on the hill protecting his pride the whole for maybe the last 20, 10, 15, 20 years, right? And he's been a lion and he's been defending his pride and knocking off any little young male contenders that try to come into his area and he's knocking them off. And then time goes by and those uh, young male contenders are on the sidelines. They see you limping around now. They, they see maybe you've lost a step and now they're not scared to challenge. And that's yeah. real, what I feel like is happening with the Patriots. The Patriots were that team that was on the mountaintop for a long time. Knocking off contenders, even when you thought they were coming down the mountain, they were still on it. They they still had it in the old age, knocking off contenders. This year, especially the second half of this year, when that defense isn't playing lights out the way it was the beginning of the year, you're starting to see a lot of cracks here. Listen, Brady can't can't give that to Edelman every single play. You can't get it to Edelman every play, right? And he's damn sure like he's trying a lot. But you can't get it to them because down teams are just like, well, listen, we're just going to double Edelman and see what happens. Yep. That's what everyone's doing. They're saying they're doubling him saying, okay, beat us with somebody else. We know you love Edelman. You know, he's going to find a way to get Edelman the ball at least four or five times. But they're going to make teams, like you said, they're going to double them up. And that defense looks tired. They, they, they've carried that team all year around. They, they looked, yeah, I don't know if you get a chance to watch that Dolphins game, but man, they, they unbelievable that tired. they lost that yeah. game. Uh, they, a game they the needed Dolphins, to win. They needed yes. to win that game, Eugene. They needed to win that yep. game. They were playing to win that game, and they lost. Oh, Fitzpatrick yeah. beat yeah. them. 
He did. He and he marched on that field like it was nothing. Like he played. He went against that defense oh, like Fitzpatrick with like the game winning drive. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It's like and you can just tell that defense is tired. They they've they've played. You know, they backed that team up all year long. That's just they're worn out. Like they've had no support. You know, it's like oh here we go again. Another three and out by the. Uh, by the offense, and now we got to carry them again. So I think, like I said, they look worn out. And uh, you, you know, it's and you, like you said, you can't keep relying on your defense to come through. And and there's every team that needed to buy, it was them. And they, and unfortunately, now they have to just kind of pack it up and go and, and play again. So, and they're playing. You better and, be glad they're playing at home. You better be glad you got that home game. Um, on the road, I might pick the Titans. Even now, I don't I'm know if the Titans won't beat you. Like I don't know if they won't beat you. Like like they look like a better team on paper. Let's talk about the Titans for a second here. For one, you have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry looks like he is a linebacker playing freaking <laughs> playing the running back position. The guy is a massive he's a linebacker playing the running back position. He's massive, <laughs> he and when he's running around, he looks like he's playing with kids out there. Would you go? Do you want to get in front of that? No, nobody wants to get in front of that running downhill. He looks like a Mack truck coming through there. So you got him. You got Tannehill playing some of the best football that we've seen uh, in the season at the end of the year. He's one of the top quarterbacks at the end of the year. So they're definitely ascending, and they're not scared. You got Mike Vrabel back there. He's ready. You know, he's ready to go in and beat his old coach. You know, he's ready to do it. So it's like, come on, man. Like, and the Tennessee has beat the Patriots before. They, 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 this is not like the Patriots that beat them every game. They're not just wiping their ass with Tennessee. Tennessee knows what it's like to beat the Patriots. So, yeah. um... Can the Patriots? You're picking Tennessee, and I want to with every fiber of my being. I would like to. Here's my problem that I'm going to have with picking Tennessee. I cannot pick against the Patriots right now. Like they have to lose this game before I start picking against them. When the Patriots lose this game, if should they lose it, and they can definitely lose. If you listen, I do not feel good about this pick whatsoever. I don't because this is a pick that I'm so with you here. The Patriots could so lose this game and it would not be any kind of it wouldn't be first page. It wouldn't be front page news at all. Back when we had newspapers for people. Those are things that you used to read back in the day for uh, some of our younger <laughs> audience. It was like a front page. And when things were on the front page, that was big news. And this would yeah. not be on the front page if the Patriots were to lose this game. Maybe surprise. Maybe it's the end of an error. Maybe you have stories like that. But if, if you're looking at this on pure football analysis, I don't see, see how you can be so super surprised or flabbergasted if the Titans win this game. Like on paper, no. the Titans just look better. They look better. I'm only picking the Patriots because of legacy. That's it. Legacy and they're playing at home. Not because I think that they're a better team than the Titans, at least right now. The Titans have ascended the last few weeks. The Titans have been ascending. Um, they've looked good, not just on paper, but on the field, they've looked good. So um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not feeling great about this pick, but I'm going to go New England at home. Uh, Vikings at New Orleans, a little interesting. Those Sunday games look a little more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, well, the, 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 so back up. So uh, just to let you know, to further maybe give your pick a little bit better, um, Belichick has never lost to uh, former coaches. Um, uh, he's never he's never lost to two of them in one week. So this would be a first. So did Mike Vrabel ever he, coach for Belichick? I thought he just played, but he could have coached also. 
He could have coached. No, he was a coach for them. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes more sense, yeah. though, than versus going just straight from player. It makes more sense that he would have coached. And Belichick owns his, his old coaches in general, right? Like, he doesn't really lose a lot to his old. He doesn't lose a lot, period. He does. He does. And if he loses the one, he never, he's never lost to one. And he's never lost to two in one week. So man, I know that had to feel good for Flores, though, right? If you're Flores, yeah. Man, yeah. Not only is it's like, not only is it divisional, right? But you're old, stick it to the man real quick. Stick it to your cold pitch. <laughs> in, in, not in Miami, but in their stadium. In your old stadium. It's got to be a stadium. nice win for Flores. That's an excellent win for Flores um, to, to, to end a, which a year that started with them damn near losing by 60 to the Ravens. Um, so it's a, it's a great way for them to end things off. Do you like the Sunday games versus the Saturday games? I do. I mean, I at least like, I say one I mean, game that Philadelphia. I don't know what to make of them, but um, yeah. out of the four games, the Vikings Saints games looks more the most interesting to me out of the four. Um, yep. because yeah. those are two very good you teams, know you know. Right. I mean, I you know what you made with New Orleans, but I have no idea what I'm getting with Minnesota. I don't think I it, it's enough. <laughs> I don't think it's enough. You know, um, you know, I always stick up for Kirk Cousins. I always have, and I will as long as his numbers are what they are, and I know how hard it is to have a franchise quarterback in this league. It's not something that people just uh they don't just grow on trees. So if you got a guy that you can pencil in and can start for you sixteen games, he's that's a solid player to me. Now things in yeah. there though with Kirk Cousins because you're playing going against Drew Brees, you're going against a legend, and you're going against a legend at home. I'm gonna have a hard time thinking you're going to win this game, and I don't. Not to mention that, isn't this just a revenge game for New Orleans too? Didn't they get put out a couple years ago by that last touchdown throw to Diggs by Case Keenum? By Case Keenum, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So this would be like, a little, yeah, yeah. So this would be a little revenge. New Orleans might try to put fifty on them, and we'll see what happens. Um, Dalvin Cook better be out there. Tell you that. I think he is. I think I read that he's he is playing the game. So he's not out there. Again. Listen, you need that's the a, a quarterback like a Kirk Cousins. He does need his players. He needs his players yes. around him. Uh, you can't have QBs like Kirk Cousins being one dimensional and just letting them rush three, four players all game and drop everybody back because they no threat of of the run. I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. Um, We'll see what happens. Vegas has them seven and a half point underdogs to the Saints. And I kind of agree with that. I think that the Saints are going to win this kind of easily, in my opinion. Um, maybe yeah. Kirk Cousins comes and has one of those Kirk Cousins games where he throws for four or 500 yards and wins this game. I mean, it can happen. That's the thing about Kirk Cousins. It can happen. He's done it. Um, it's probably yeah, not going to happen. He does it like in those week four games. Like, oh, week four, Sunday game at one o'clock. This is where he always fails is in the playoffs. So this is like, do you you think a chance to change the narrative here? Like a change the narrative game if he goes in and and wins this game? But he's, the only thing is, everything is against him. All his, his his record against top teams, his record in playoffs. And you're playing a hard team. It ain't like the Saints are not an easy out. Right. It's not like you're going against, no offense, but it's not like you're playing I mean, I I would prefer to play Green Bay because I'm just I'm not convinced that they're that all that. I mean, I know they have a a great. If record, I have to go Green I, Bay or the Saints, I would think that I would, I would prefer play Green Bay. I know Green Bay to the Saints, still, especially. Well, I don't want to play either at home right now. But no. um, yeah, it's the Saints can be uh, the Saints are shown. They're an excellent franchise. No matter when Drew Brees went out, they did not miss a beat with Bridgewater. 
And Bridge yeah. and then Breeze comes back in and they leave. They continue right where they left off. They're just a great organization. Yeah. Um rival to us here in Atlanta. So it, it pains me to say that, but I'm I'm very honest guy here, Eugene. I have to give the Saints their due. And I think this is gonna be hard for Minnesota to do in New Orleans. Um so we'll see. I'm gonna go with Vegas on that one. Seahawks are one and a half point favorites at Philadelphia. I think they should be like three point favorites. I'm surprised that they're only one and a half point favorites. But uh, their play the last few weeks hasn't been phenomenal. Um, maybe that's something to that. Uh, I've loved them all year. I love Russell Wilson. I don't really know what Philly is, but Philly, I think, managed to have a 97 season and, and squeak out. Like, who would have thought Philly, when you were at the middle of this year in Dallas's rolling teams, who would have thought that Philly would be the representative of that division? when it was all said and done. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what crazy stat I hear about uh, uh, Wentz? He's, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards this season. And not and he's, he's done it, not one of his receivers is over 500 yards, reception yards. Who's he throwing it to? First, exactly. Zach Ertz? He he's throwing everybody. So that's insane that he's made – He's the first ever quarterback to surpass 4,000 yards and not have a receiver with over 500 yards. Wow. Wow. So it's insane. Well, it'd be interesting to watch. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say there's no way. Wait a second. So Philly gets a home game and Seattle does it. Seattle's a wild card team? Yeah, Seattle is a wild card team because. Philly's division winner. Yeah, Philly was in the division. Yep. So that's why they're going to Philadelphia. Same thing with the Saints. Saints division winner. Pat's division winner, right? Yeah, you Pat's Pat's won the, won the division. And that means Texas must have been division winner because they're on they're at home and they're not on the road. So I'll have to look at that and see how that I, I didn't know what was up with the Texans or the Titans, which one won the division, but one's on at home and one's on the road. Because the Titans and Texans are are in the same division, right? The what? Who is who? Yeah, the Titans yeah, so and the Texans, and the Titans are on the road, Texas. and the Texans yeah, are at home. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So Houston did win the division, and Texans. Uh, I'm sorry, Tennessee. Yeah, Houston won the division. Tennessee uh, won the, got in the playoffs. So what, what was Houston's record? Did it show their record there? Uh, Houston was ten and six. Okay, so Titans were they nine and seven or were they ten and six also? Nine and seven. Nine mm-hmm. and seven. Another nine and seven year. Four years. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Four winning years though. And you best believe, if I might variable, I am not letting you live that down. I'm gonna have that sh- on my resume and letting people know. Listen, I'm gonna been a winning coach for four years. Not bad. Not bad. Especially with a team like Tennessee, they squeaking in there. Um, yeah. I will always respect that. And if they win in New England this weekend, it'll go a long way to changing some of that narrative. Them going from just a team that kind of manages to squeak out wins to being a contender, a serious contender. You know, they win 10, 11 games with the same team they have now. People will be scared to play them. You know, so we'll see exactly uh, after this weekend if some of these teams are turning the corner there, because I think the biggest tell the tape is going to be what if New England, if it's over for New England, that's going to be a good storyline. We'll have that answer by Monday. If it's all the way over for New England, I think the answer will have, we'll have the answer if they lose and they get blown out. 
and Tom Brady just looks like a disaster, then we'll have the answer that it's over in New England. Um, does Kirk Cousins turn the corner here? That's the storyline for the New Orleans Saints because coming into that game, Vegas thinks they're going to lose. A lot of people probably think they're going to lose. They're playing at home, uh, playing New Orleans at home. Hard to do. So then he has everything, like you said, going against him coming into this game. So that makes for an even better story if he somehow is able to come into the game and pull this off. It'd make for a better story for Kirk Cousins and maybe go towards uh, help to turn the narrative around that he can't win the big game. Texans and the Bills, I see nothing going on there storyline wise for, for me anyway. Um, no, I, mean, I love D. Two, Watson. Two, two teams. I, I, know. I don't see anything I, going on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. If, I would not be surprised if I woke up and, or I'm sorry, at, at 8 o'clock. The Bills had won that game. Yeah, it wouldn't you know? be surprising. It wouldn't be surprising. Wouldn't be and surprised. plus, I, mean, I think I'm, another thing about these two teams, when you have teams like, look at the other teams that are playing. Be it the Seahawks, the Saints, or the Patriots. They've all won Super Bowls, and they're all teams that, if they ended up, in, if the Patriots, the Saints, or the Seahawks ended up in the Super Bowl, nobody's going to be super surprised. It won't be like, oh, my God, are you, are you kidding me? I can't believe they made it. We look right. at some of these other teams, Buffalo Bills, the Texans, the Titans, and the Eagles. If those teams, or even the Vikings, were those teams are to make it to the play or to the, the Super Bowl, then that's a, a surprise. So maybe that's one of yeah. the reasons I don't think that it even matters much who wins these games uh, when it comes to the Texans and the Bills because I don't think see them going far anyway. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I don't see that like this game is a formality to me. Um, they're going to get to the next round and get stomped by whoever they play again. Right? Yeah. It's like oh, okay, good. good congrats on winning the next game but now you're going to go and play right you're going to play Lamar you can play Mahomes like like, like, you got to see one of those guys and that that's going to be over for you then then your season is going to end at that point so we're only just waiting for us to it's like the NBA used to be right I'm only waiting to get to the playoffs to see who LeBron's going to be and get in there and and who he's going to play um now LeBron is Lamar and Mahomes pretty much like I'm, I'm just waiting for you to get to them so they can beat you, and then we'll see who who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Now it would be surprising if they're able to pull it off, and and an amazing feat. But that's kind of how I see things going. Uh, you like the Seahawks at Philly? I do like Seahawks. I mean, just because Philly is just so. I mean, I watched that game last week's game, and they every they they were losing guys there. They had lost another offensive offensive lineman, and they lost another running back. I mean. Their team is just decimated with injuries. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. And and Deshaun Jackson, he's he can only he's not cleared yet. I mean, if they win tonight, then he could possibly come back next week. So I don't know. I mean, I know see, I know the Seahawks are are dealing with injuries too. But I don't know. I they just, I, I again, I just like the them better than than the Philly right now. Philly has just been they just. All the injuries is it's it's time for them just to end the year and just <laughs> everyone go end the year and no nobody go tackle anybody during the offseason and just rest and we'll we'll pick it up again next year. Right, right, right. Um, they just gotta get back healthy and then we'll have a better idea of what they are. I've had, just haven't known what the Eagles um have been all year and surprised they're here. To be honest with you, you talking about a wild card team. This is like a epitome. They're division winner. But there's so much more like the wild card team to me here. They're like, <laughs> does that make sense? They're the division yeah. winner, 
But they're and they're playing the Seahawks. But the Seahawks seem like a playoff team, and the Eagles it just seem like just a wild card team. Like maybe you somehow squeak in there. Um, yeah, Seahawks happen to be in division see. with the 49ers, so that's the only reason they're not higher. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. I'm with Seahawks, New Orleans. So my picks at the end of this weekend will be Texans, Patriots, Saints, Seahawks. Would not be surprised at all. The only surprise would be um, if the Vikings beat the Saints or if Philly beats Seattle. I'll be surprised about those two outcomes. Yeah, me too. But I would like the Saturday games. I'm not surprised if the, I would not be surprised if the Bills won. No yeah, Saturday won. games are no surprises either way because those no, are, are matchups. I mean, I'm, I'm picking Texans and I'm me picking too. Titans. But again, if those flops, wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I totally agree with you. The Vikings beat the Saints in New Orleans and somehow Seattle just just can't figure it out. Even though Seattle's seven and one on the road this year. So that's I think that always helps them. That's crazy being like good on the road versus home. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. That that'd be a shocker, the Vikings and the Eagles win. Well we'll see what happens. We'll do another follow up show after the after these games. And uh, touch on it and ramp up our basketball season. How is your fantasy going? Good, man. I'm 2-0. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Well, I've been making some changes this week. I'm trying, trying to keep it conservative. I have a little strategy I've been working with here. Just, uh, I felt it's a winning strategy. It started to work for me a little bit in the NFL towards the end of the year. Um, I figured things out. My fantasy slowed down for me. So I'm definitely I'm gonna try to bring home the goal this year. I don't think I had any wins against you in the two games we played. We had the same record at the end of the year. We were both we seven and seven. Um, but I didn't lose, win any games against you. So I'm looking to get some revenge here when we play in basketball. I'm gonna be eyeing that matchup. Um, I'm not sure when that is, but I'm gonna be eyeing the matchup though, and we'll talk about that a little bit uh, whenever whenever that happens. Okay, so before we go though, we gotta we gotta do one one shout out to um, to good old James Winston for um, for we were we were holding out because I don't know if we did you watch the Falcons game against the Bucks mm, bits and pieces I was watching Red Zone so at the end of it right I'm just I'm just praying don't Matt Ryan don't throw a touchdown let's go to overtime we need overtime because right then he was stuck on 29 interceptions so you know true James fashion they go to overtime they get the ball. First pass from Jameis, pick six. Uh, we got our, we got what we wanted. We got thirty. We got the thirty thirty record for for he got thirty thirty record, and we ended the game when, and talked in the game by by doing pick six. Uh, I just I was like, oh, thank 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 heavens that happened. And so real quick, you. since we're talking about that, what yeah. about uh, Trubisky being retained and every nothing changing in Chicago? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I just, I don't. I, I mean, I, 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 it's crazy, but I mean, there's, there's so many quarterbacks coming out. So, I mean, they could say, Hey, we're going to retain them, but God, I don't understand it. There's so many, there's so many free agents going to be this year. I mean, there's still the up in the air with cam and with Carolina, even though they're, they're backpedaling that now after realizing, uh, you know, Hey, I, we might want to keep them because Allen's not the guy we thought he was going to be. So then you got Brady. He's going to be a free agent. I mean, I, I don't understand why uh, we've seen the, I, we've seen the, um, we've seen the, he has not passed the eyeball test, right? We no. know that. So 
I'm hey, looking at yeah. his. Let's look at his season. Let's let's take yeah. an objective look at his season here. His 20. So he's only been playing for three years. Okay. His and his total record. And he started. So as a starter, he started the last. Well, I don't know. He's never played a 16 game season. He played 12 yeah, games. He, he played 14 games. He played 15 yeah. games. So mm-hmm. and in that time, he's so he started 41 games. In that, and he has a 23 and 18 record. So he is at least over 500. 63% completion rate level for his career. He was 63% last year, which is regression from the previous year. He was 66%. Um, he's never gone for 4,000 yards, 3,200 yards the previous year, 3,100 yards last year, 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions last year, not setting the world on fire. 24 yeah. and 12 the year before, regression there. Um, let's look at his quarterback rating 95 last year or the year before last this past year 83 um yeah the he's epitome a of a meh like meh he's meh yeah. yeah as as a starting quarterback now here's the thing the bears do have a winning record with him they they did he did win more games than he lost he's his record this year is eight and seven and his record last year was 11 and three so the last two years he's 19 and 10 okay um, depending on how friendly, like I would have to do a deep dive into what he's owed, because if you can keep Trubisky and you don't have to sign him to a long term, because my whole thing is not necessarily not keeping him for next year. It's I don't know if you're ready to give this guy a hundred million dollars. I'm not sure you're ready to give this guy a big contract. Right. Um wait and see approach and them keeping Trubisky at this point for next year is still a wait and see approach. We've all seen this, these stories before where you think you have a team. I've seen teams sign teams, sign quarterbacks to start and then get beat in training camp. So it can happen. I mean, we, we Trubisky is the starter on paper, but we should relax a little bit. I feel a little bit sorry for the fan base because what it says to them is, is there won't be much change. Like you could change a few different things, but changing a quarterback coach and all that stuff would have been monumental. I don't know if, if changing coach would have been the right move. Uh, Nagy hasn't necessarily done anything to, to be fired. Um, so I can see why you keep Nagy. Uh, the GM and all that stuff, you want to keep them. Uh, I'm not all the way into Chicago football to, to know. I know that the previous administration had really screwed things up when they gave Cutler all that money and tried to build a team around him and all that stuff. That was crazy. But we've moved, right. since moved on from that. They're trying to get back to their defensive ways, uh, being a defensive team they've been known for for most of their history. And um, they're not a dumpster fire. They're not a dumpster fire. Yeah. So I can see why they probably are like, okay, well, we're on the cusp. We're on a cusp, right? Like if we add a couple of players, maybe Trubisky, the jury's still out on Trubisky three years in, which is incredible, right? He's about to go into the next year. And if his next year looks like this year, and instead of looking like the previous year, like if it looks like his eight and seven year versus looking like his 11 and three year, then the jury will be out on him. He'll have four years. If he passes for under 4,000 yards, he'll have four years of passing for under 4,000 yards. See what I'm saying? Um, I would like to see him have more starting responsibilities. He only, I don't know. He didn't start very many games. Um, or he didn't win very many games his, his first year. I'm not, let's see if he started those. He did start the majority of them though. He started 12. Maybe I get a 16 games, 16 
game season out of him. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I it's they're they're coming into the next year exactly with how they left off this year. So I think that's why the fans will be like, yo, what's what's going on? Because you're not necessarily going to have anything to look forward to right now. Maybe something happens during the draft. Maybe something happens in free agency. But I definitely think that what it signals to the fan base is we're going to be exactly the same thing we were. Yeah. And, it, and again, they, they're going to have a middle of the road draft pick, you know, so there's there's a ton of quarterbacks coming out this year. Again, so again, but if again, if we start going south, they can they can easily hey let's just let's trade him because this is last year of his this will be last year of his rookie contract so I, I get the reason not to move on from him yet and because I mean again there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out this year they could just drop one you know drop the quarterback this year or they can like everyone's going to do next year let's, everyone's going to depending on where they're at mid season start tanking for uh, uh, for uh, what's his name uh, from Clemson guy I can't think of his name Trevor uh, Lawrence. Lawrence yeah so. Uh, it'll be interesting. Tanking Again, for Trevor. Tanking for Trevor. Mm-hmm. That's going to whoever gets him next year. So, yeah, I, I don't be. He just he's never passed the eyeball test. Like, that first year, yes, and he has we, not. We, You're we, right. Like we're all You're wrong. Right. We went to the playoffs. They're like fourteen and two or whatever. But again, they when they lose, and then in the next two years, he just doesn't scare you. And I just I thought the the best line I ever heard from uh, when they played Green Bay that opening game. Uh, that Thursday, whatever I think it was the Thursday night game, they said, "Oh yeah, what well, we how we beat Chicago, we we made Trubisky play quarterback." I just thought that was the <laughs> we, we made it. We said we decided to let him play quarterback. That's how we beat him. <laughs> yeah, so disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. So the the teams aren't even scared of him. The defending teams like playing. I mean, would you be? Let's just be honest with you. Let's, let's, if we're being all honest with ourselves here, would you be scared of Mitchell Trubisky? No, he's not, like, not be. he's not like a Tom Brady, not like a Matt Ryan, not like a Drew Brees. And when even when Andrew Luck was back, when he is playing, like those guys, they they can they're gonna give me the ball three minutes or less, two minutes less, two minutes less. I'm gonna get you something, either a field goal or a touchdown. You know, they're those guys got ice water pumping through their veins. You know, and he just he doesn't. You know, he he loves throwing to the he loves throwing to the other team a lot. So. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how all that ends up turning out. We'll touch on that a little bit here um, as we travel through free agency. And uh, we probably won't have any real answers until these games wrap up. So we'll touch yeah. on that at the end of, the, yeah. of this season here. Who you got in your college football playoffs? Is that game, when is that game coming up? Uh, mon- not this Monday, but next Monday. So the 13th, I think that's mm. what that falls on. Okay. But, I don't uh, know why we're LSU. waiting so long for that. There. I don't understand that either. Yeah. Why can't we just play this Monday? Right. <laughs> well, we got to wait till the 13th. Yeah. It's on the 13th is the national championship game. It's crazy. It's so far away. It's so far away. And for what? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, why, why do they have so many weeks? Is it the Super Bowl? I guess it is their Super Bowl, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know either. But, um, so you got, you got, uh, LSU, right? Yeah, I'm taking LSU. They're, they're just, Listen, they're just a different team. This is a game that's like the Patriots game, Tennessee Patriots game. Like, I definitely think that it's a little bit different because LSU would be like the Ravens coming into the page. Like, they're they're rolling teams. They're not exactly the under the underdog here. Um, so LSU comes in there rolling teams. But one thing that you have to respect with Clemson, and I said this before the last set of games, is that Clemson hadn't lost. It's different when you have a team. 
that has to prove itself. Clemson just hasn't un, it just hasn't been unproven. Like Clemson just hasn't lost the game. Like a lot of people look at their competition and they say, "Who have you played?" But well, it's when a team hasn't lost, they just haven't had the uh, chance to prove that they can beat a team yet. It doesn't necessarily mean they can't beat that team. They just haven't proven it. Right. You know, it's different than another team that has these losses on their record or they come into these games and, um, and you kind of know what they are. Clemson, you come into this game and you don't know how good they could be because they haven't lost a game. So they could be fabulous or they could be overrated. I don't know. You know, if Clemson comes into this game and they roll LSU, then you're going to be like, they were 30 games in a row. Of course they won. Of course they would win, right? That's the narrative that people would have. Of course they would win. And when you look at it on paper, should history, um, should we get removed from this year, five years down the line, and somebody's looking back at this game and they look back at Clemson's record, they're going to be like, well, of course they won because they were like 28 and 0 or 29 and 0 coming into this game. Right. Um, But this day, like the day of or year of, LSU's clearly look like the better team. They're destroying competition. They're destroying competition. They're destroying good competition. So it's like, um, I'm with you there. We're picking LSU. But if Clemson wins this game, not only would it be a, I'm not surprised, but it might end up being more obvious, seeming more obvious than people thought if Clemson happens to pull this off. Not that I'm picking them too. I think LSU's look too good against great teams. So I think the LSU finds a way to pull it off. But if Clemson does, they'll be like 30-0 at that point. There's something to make note of. Yeah, and the thing is that Clemson cannot afford to start slow like they did against Ohio State. Because LSU, once they, they're a team. No, man, they they're, that, they're scoring casually. Casually yeah. scoring. Yeah, they are not wasting any time. <laughs> I mean, I mean that game against Oklahoma. That was just they had what they had twenty one points. I feel like quarter. Oklahoma was in over their head to begin with, though. I never respected Oklahoma like that. I feel like they kind of not they didn't they didn't necessarily I back didn't, in. They didn't back yeah, in, but, but they weren't like powerhouse team that I felt like. I, I trusted Clemson more than I trusted Oklahoma. Yeah, no, no, but I mean, I didn't I didn't expect it to be six to three twenty eight. I expected them to lose, but not get slaughtered. I mean, they yeah, they like they, they didn't even belong. Yeah, that was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they were. I mean, that, that game was over with by the first half. I mean, Oklahoma looked like a team that's quarterback. I do not. I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy. Like, I'm not a huge. I've told you this before. I'm not a huge guy. He doesn't project well to the NFL to me. Um, He doesn't have the same size that he, Dak had coming out. He doesn't, but, but he's more. I think he's more of you, the, the the pistol style quarterback that that that's that new age of quarterback. So I think, like I well, think I Kyler's a better actions. Kyler's a better thrower than he is. Um, well, it's the thing that we've only had. This is the first time we've really got to see him throw, and he can and he can actually throw the ball. We didn't. Well, he we didn't wasn't Alabama for two or three years, wasn't he? He's there, he was there he for, was. for quite some time. He was, but Alabama's not known for quarterbacks. That's correct. But you can they see what happens when a Tua comes in. It can be if they have a fabulous quarterback. Like one of the reasons they're right. not known is because they have pedestrian QBs. You got your AJ yeah. McCarrens of the world coming out of there. So you don't haven't really had a QB. No, and that but that's what they usually draft. I mean, I'm mean, sorry, that's who they usually scout for, for Alabama. It's like they get those guys. Like we're going to get. Big running backs. Big That's because you line. can depend on the defense and the running back to carry the yep. day. Yep, um, absolutely. The defense and their backs are going to carry the day, and they do tend to get pretty good wide receivers. 
Um, all those other positions project well for Bama when it comes to the next level, but they their quarterbacks never project well. I want to say that two has probably got to be one of their best prospects that projects it to the next level that they've had in yep. years, um, if not ever. So it's kind of like, I mean, uh, you did decent in Alabama, but the fact, even the fact that you lost your job in Alabama doesn't bode well as a QB. Like it, it's, I don't know. It just doesn't bode well. He doesn't look super great to me. Um, who do you have him getting drafted in the NFL as a QB and actually starting for a team? You think that's going to oh, happen? Yeah, I think he'll get drafted as a quarterback. I think so. I, mean, I, I, I think too, I'll have to see at the, the combine. How he does? I think that changes as well. I think if he hits all of those, if he hits his pro day, if he hits his combine day, depending on what he, where he decides to do his workout at, then I definitely feel like he can get some teams excited. I just don't feel like he's going to be good. Um, and I guess we'll we'll have to remain that remains to be seen. But I have a hard time feeling like a, a guy who's not because because Kyler was undersized, but was a talented thrower of the ball. Um, and looks more athletic than Jalen Hurts to me, but maybe that's a wash. I don't know. Maybe that that could be a wash. But uh, Jalen Hurts looks like the classic college quarterback to me. Like he's like the stereotypical college guy who's going to be great in college and and in the NFL, especially if he stays at that position. Um, another thing about him is that when I'm watching Oklahoma play, he doesn't scare me as a QB. He doesn't scare me. He doesn't scare me at the next level. I feel like he could beat a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys aren't going to be playing in the NFL. But when you get these big backs collapsing down on you, um, I think it's going to be hard for him to deal with. What is this? How tall is he? Do you know? Is he? He's got to be over six feet, feet. right? Got to yeah, be because if he was Kyler's yeah, yeah. size, it'd be over for him. We wouldn't even be having this discussion. Um, right. Which is a testament to Kyler and how good he was because he was undersized and we were still they were trying to find a way to make him number one. Versus Jalen Hurts, I feel like it would be hard-pressed to be near the number one pick. Do you think he's a first-rounder? Uh, I mean, he's a QB. Is, we all know how timely that is. QBs, yeah, people take, yeah, people yeah. take chances. There's so many quarterbacks coming out. There's so many coming out, but I think he's he's either he's either going to be late first round or early second round, in my opinion. I mean, because, again, he's he's he proved that he can throw the ball this year. Now, I know the, he is in that – in that Lincoln uh, Riley, Lincoln Riley right. offense, and he—that's made three, two quarterbacks look really good the last couple of years. You know, so I mean, he went from Heisman you know, status. He, he threw almost four thousand yards, almost seventy percent of his passage, um, seventy, sixty-nine percent percentage passages completion. Excuse me, completion percentage. Good Lord, can get the ball out, and he threw for thirty-two touchdowns and had a one ninety-one rating. So I mean, not bad. Again, not bad, but again, it is. Might be a little fool's goal with the Lincoln Riley. Uh, we'll see. Offense. We'll see. I mean, it'll I be mean, a testament to Lincoln Riley, you know, because a lot of that doesn't also something doesn't bode well. Like a lot of those quarterbacks that were lighting it up in Oklahoma aren't lighting it up in the NFL. Um, but neither one of them have looked bad either. Baker didn't look bad as rookie year, and Kyler didn't look bad as rookie year. So we'll no, see what happens. And I think Kyler's going to win rookie of the year. He played. He played really well down the stretch. So. Yeah, yeah, and he definitely looks like they got a QB. You know, very different year ending for Cardinals with uh, Kyler Murray than it was with Josh Rosen. Yeah, that you know. So Kyler is your number one versus Baker, and there's still some there's still some questions about him. Yeah, but you know, ending Baker's first year is the same way that Kyler's ending his first year. So you know, I always judge rookie quarterbacks by their second year. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Absolutely. Um, 
we'll see what happens next yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, but yeah, for Jalen, he's come like I said, he's coming out at the. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks. That's the thing. I mean, there's, he's coming out with um, the the guy from from Oregon's coming out. The when Jake Jake Fromm actually had a great bowl game. So there's still rumbling. He doesn't know if he's going to come out yet. Two is going to two is announcing on Monday if he's going to declare. Uh, so I mean, you've got all these good quarterbacks. You think two's so, injury scares people off of him? I think it does. But I mean, if I was any if if I'm any team. And he's sitting there, second round still. Oh, I'm second round, it. he's gone. What? He's out of here. I'm th- I'm still talking yeah, first I mean, rounder. Second he's round, he's round. he's gone instantly. If, right. If I, I mean, if he's sitting there, if I mean, if I'm the Falcons and they, and I have my at 17, and he's just sitting there. I'm taking him at 17. Like almost. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm I'm guessing. I don't know where the Falcons are picking, but I mean, just thinking, why not? Almost like redshirt him, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think Matt's got another two, three years left. Let's get another guy in here and start getting him trained up, and yeah. getting him ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that again, I, I don't know. I I'd, I'd be surprised if he fell down that that far. I mean, it, it, I mean, if I'm if I'm Miami, why not draft him? Have another year of Fitzmagic back there, you know, and just and just get him healthy and. And have him come in because I mean, you signed him to that four-year rookie contract anyway. I don't so think Tua is getting out of the, uh, uh, past the top two or three quarterbacks selected. I think there's. I don't think Tua is getting past the top two or three quarterbacks selected. He'll be the second or third quarterback selected if he declares. In my opinion, even with the injury, I don't see him being like the fourth or fifth quarterback pick. I don't either, but I guess it all depends on you know what what's up with the hip. I know I've heard every. It's supposed to be, you know, it got better blood flow than the Bo Jackson one. We've heard all this, but until he like gets on the field, you're never going to know. But again, I, if I'm any team, like you said, because Joe Burrow's going number one, we already know that. There's no doubt that. Right. No that, mystery. That's there. to the Bengals. That there's no mystery there. So it's all those teams afterwards. And but yeah, it's like it's going to be. I'd be surprised if he falls, like you said, if he falls further than that than those top picks. All right. Well, we'll do a wrap-up show. We'll do a complete NFL season wrap-up show probably after the Super Bowl sometime. We can kind of wrap up uh, all of this, see if the Danny Dimes situation panned out the way that New York fans thought it would pan out because you remember at the beginning of the year, you know, you have a lot of those answers now. But we'll sum up all those questions uh, at the end of the season once we kind of have definitive winner uh, for the season. We crown the champion, then we'll kind of Go over all of the stuff, playoffs included. This is Reg and ATL Sports Talk with Eugene Morton. See you next time.